Welcome back to the Inspired Incompetence Podcast, the Joe Rogan of podcasts. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's illegal. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> let's just... Should, should I do a different one or... <laughs> I don't know. No, no, the struggle's <laughs> real. Okay. <laughs> so here we are, uh, fucking back in Vigil, 11,500 people in this city, and uh, you just went into a burning building, killed a couple fire elementals, and you saved a young dwarf from a fiery fate in the basement, and... That's when Sito uh, Maldera showed up in her aviators and uh, was all like, going to fucking take you downtown. Can I see you in my office? Motherfucker is going to have a candlelit vigil at the end of this shit. What, what does that mean? In uh, vigil? Did you just... A vigil vigil? Threaten to kill a high-ranking city official? Dude, I didn't threaten. <laughs> I made a promise. Okay. Well, that's worse. So, yeah, she, you've got, like, all these uh, soldiers who are responding to the fire, and they're uh, they're putting it out. Uh, Sito only has eyes for you all, though. She says, you all, come with me right now. I knew this was a bad idea. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I thought, lay low, hang out, meet at the last, play some cards, wait till this all blows over. What do you guys do? Why do we need to come with you? Oh, jeez, now we're arguing. Here we go. No, we're asking questions. She says, I need to officially question you. Question us for what? For helping save this young dwarf? I said, over here. Is she, like, indicating to leave with her? Or just, like, go off to the side? Like, she wants to take you somewhere. I'm No, I'm not willing to leave. You need to let us know why we've done nothing wrong. I don't need to let you know anything. You have been disturbing the peace and causing trouble. We have and disturbed asking, nothing. Ask anybody here. Are you refusing a direct order? Now I'm in a tricky spot because I guess technically she could order <laughs> Te- me. Technically, of course she can. Well, I mean, There's you guys aren't part of the guards. <laughs> well, like, like nobody else is actually like a member of the government police force. Right. Yo, she's such a bad bitch. <laughs> I wouldn't argue with her. Viper steps up. Under what grounds are we suspicious for? Viper is stepping up. The, Am I under arrest? <laughs> Am I being detained? That's a, that's essentially where where this line of questioning is going. Uh, essentially, everybody just she's make she's kind of creating a little bit of a of a scene here. Where if she wants to question the heroes of the day, she's going to have to do it publicly. And I am looking to humiliate her in front of everybody. So I want her to actually respond to this question. What is your line of reasoning to take us in? I'm not here for a debate. You come with me or you're under arrest. With that, she kind of like motions for a few guards that uh, are like still arriving and they kind of like like flank her and she's got like six guards with her right now. I'm going to sheepishly start making my way towards her. Uh I mean, I I totally I got your guys back, you know. You know me, you know. But uh I just don't want to get arrested. 
So I'm going to be like slowly walking towards her while this uh, conversation's still going on, unless someone says, Randolph, get back here. Uh, I'd like to roll a knowledge local. Maybe maybe there's a more applicable knowledge. I'm trying to discern if Uchard would know like kind of what like the structure of Vigil is in an instance where like maybe some authoritative figure is abusing their power so to say like can you call for a trial or like um, like a, a town hall is not the right type of thing but like a hearing right like a grand like could jury he, could he like publicly challenge her in a way that she can't just like shut down immediately right nothing with a 19 nothing that you're really aware of she's like she's not a she's not a member of like the vigil police force but she is the highest ranking member of the knights of ozum currently at the festival so uh she does have the authority to detain anyone she feels is dangerous or might be disruptive to uh like the civil order in society so so her ordering you or you're under arrest it you're not really under arrest by the city of vigil but she does still carry the uh the authority to like order you to uh like back to you know wherever she'd be operating out of uh so she could at the very least question you uh you're not sure if there's like a like she can hold you for 24 hours or you know like like where it goes from there but with a 19 you'd be aware that she has real authority to order you to to detain you uh even if even if her reasoning isn't super sound like she she has enough like with her authority she could like her perception of like what you guys are doing in here is like obviously like kind of twisted and but with someone of her authority uh like she could just kind of you know keep it in that twisted state and justify her actions okay so given that i guess when she says come with us come with me or i will have you arrested Uhtred will step towards her. Uh, and Randolph is also doing that. Joe, were you about to ask a question? No, I was just going to say, this kind of reminds me of, like, you know, if a cop arrests you and is bringing you in, like, you can clear anything up at the station, you know? But what you don't want to do is fight the cop there, right? Or, like, <laughs> so when Cito is saying, like, you guys are coming with me, I'm thinking... <coughs> Well, we didn't do anything wrong, but I'm also not about to argue with Zito, uh, uh, you know, to get to that point. I mean, not like, like you guys are arguing, at least. I was kind of going back and forth with her, and I was being quite loud, like, right, intentionally yeah. trying to make a scene with, like, maybe the hopes of, like, you know, the the onlookers and the original bucket brigade people would pipe yeah, up. Yeah, they be are like, a hero, you right? Like, they saved him. They didn't start it. Sure, sure. Um, I don't know if that's a diplomacy. Yeah, like whoever whoever wants to lead that diplomacy check, oh, and then anybody else can. Uh, okay, I'm gonna assist Vipera. Assistance. Yeah, it sounds like Vipera was the one trying to gin up a crowd here. So, well, I'm not assisting, but <laughs> it's a good <laughs> thing you didn't lead Vipera. that. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> hey, I assisted. Okay, Yando will assist too. 
Damn it. <laughs> I'm actually going to use a hero point and uh, re-roll that. Ooh. Oh, okay. I did roll four. What are the odds? All right. Um, a 20 plus. Plus two for me. Yep. So uh, tw- 22 and then okay. two from... Uh, yeah, not two from Randolph, if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> no, from um, uh, our Archer. Yendo no, failed. He rolled oh, Yendo failed. Oh, okay. He so rolled a ten, but Archer. One, so Tom, nine. fuck you. Oh, God, I don't remember. Archer. Our nameless oh, yeah. Archer who we don't care about at all. <laughs> you're out of the fan club. <laughs> I was never in the fan club. Oh, my It shows. Oh, what? We need to kick Viper out of the party. <laughs> Not part of the fan club, my ass. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so with a 22, you do get, like, majority of the crowd is kind of focused on the tearful reunion between who you can probably guess is Bruna and uh, this young dwarf named Rolf, uh, who you went in there to rescue. But, like, as the ones who brought him out of the building and then were immediately accosted by the authorities, uh, there's definitely some people who are kind of like, oh, what's going on over here? And maybe at first some people are like, oh, like, they must have started the fire. The police are after them. But then, like, you guys are kind of uh, not, like, pushing back against Sito yet, but resisting and, like, kind of, like, questioning making a bit of a scene yeah um they're kind of like wait yeah no these guys these guys they 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 saved uh they saved that dwarf from that fire and like what are you what are you taking them for like what did they do what what do these guys do like what are like what what do they do and like just kind of not harassing sito but like you do kind of hear uh these protests uh from the sidelines uh like people in vigil are not uh accustomed to like questioning the authorities but you do kind of you you guys have kind of raised that question of like these these people are being taken there's like but i don't hear any like charges being listed maybe maybe if we uh unite everyone in song something like uh <laughs> we didn't start the fire <laughs> it's probably i would imagine also a little out of place for like the a group of knights to show up and not like start questioning people and trying to discern the the facts of what happened in a situation and to just immediately like single out people and take them away. But again, at, at the threat of being arrested, Uhtred more or less bites his tongue and acquiesce. Okay, she uh, better not I'll... ask me to give up that sword though, or we're gonna be having this fight in the middle <laughs> of the street. All right. How about uh, Rogyar and Vipira? I haven't heard a course of action yet from those two. Rogyar is nothing if not following Uhtred's lead. So, yeah, he will. He'll float on over with with Uhtred to, I guess, cooperate. But he does not look happy about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Uhtred looks just as mad. Vipira, uh, she's she's gonna start stepping forward, but I am nothing more than diplomatic. Thank you, thank you, my friends, for uh, supporting us. As uh, and I'm just making a giant show out of uh, leaving with her willingly, and like you're the asshole here. Oh, Full geez. politician mode. 
Alright, so, uh, uh, she, uh, escorts you all to a carriage, opens the door, and has you four, uh, enter. Does there look, a, like, a lock on it? No. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I enter. Um, okay. real, real quick, I, I rolled yeah. a knowledge religion, um, what do I know about, like, Ioma Day and, I guess, like, like, like I, I kind of want to be able to throw it in Sido's face that she's, like, not being a good follower of Ioma Day in the sense of, like, not doing the diligence of, like, taking what we've been bringing to her and, like, looking into it and, like... Sure. It kind of feels like she's shirking her duties. I don't know if that aligns with Ioma Day, so I rolled the knowledge check i am okay. a, the god of shirking your duties <laughs> right I, I feel like that's probably not <laughs> what she's known for so um sure uh well you do uh speaking of Ayama day i don't know i don't know if this has come up yet but you do see that uh sito has a holy symbol of Ayama day integrated into her armor you did mention that when you first when we first met her okay Ayama day's got a whole lot of information uh but as far like i think this is probably a good well, kind of like anchor like, yeah like anything for... about protecting or yeah. like so here is here's the the paladin code for iomade like all okay like e- every god that paladin that like accepts paladins uh they have like a code that's specifically for paladins now does sito just worship Ayamade like on the side is she just like a fighter or is she actually like a divine caster and if she is like if she's not a paladin this code doesn't necessarily refer to her but like I said this is a good anchor so uh, the, the code for Ayamade for a paladin is I will learn the weight of my sword without my heart to guide it it is worthless my strength is not in my sword but in my heart if I lose my sword I have lost a tool if I betray my heart I have died I will have faith in the Inheritor. I will channel her strength through my body. I will shine in her legion, and I will not tarnish her glory through base actions. I am the first into battle and the last to leave it. I will not be taken prisoner by my free will. I will not surrender those under my command. I will never abandon a companion, though I will honor sacrifice freely given. I will guard the honor of my fellows, both thought and dead, and I will have faith in them. When in doubt, I may force my enemies to surrender, but I am responsible for their lives. I will never refuse a challenge from an equal. I will give honor to worthy enemies and contempt to the rest. I will suffer death before dishonor. I will be temperate in my actions and moderate in my behavior, and I will strive to emulate Ayamade's perfection. That second-to-last one might seem a little, uh, flimsy for, uh, Ayamade's attitude. Yeah. But... You know, everything else, like, you know, not like I, I will always yeah. make extra sure that these, that the people are, you know, guilty before I right, right, know, right. detain them. But Nothing it does like feel really like if, I, you. if Uhtred needs to be like, you're disgracing Ayamaday through your actions. Oh, sure. Like, like there's a lot in there about yeah. honor. If you like, yeah. if you threw that around, that would probably have more weight for a worship of Ayamaday than uh, other gods. Okay. Cool. All right, so everyone goes willingly except Yando, who runs. <laughs> He's runs like excited. <laughs> oh, sort of makes a break for it. <laughs> <laughs> He's out of there. Uh, no, so everybody goes willingly, including Yando. 
And so she, uh, yeah, she brings you over to this carriage, uh, opens the door and kind of stands there for you all to get in. I'm, I'm going to purposely stand there looking at Cedo and be the last one to get in. Uh, I'll be the first one to get in. Thank you. Window seat. I think Uhtred's also kind of thinking that if the shit goes sour, he might try and put the focus on him as like a guardsman, like let them off. I'm, I know, you know, blame me. I'm responsible for them. <laughs> uh, yeah, this group is probably not going to let you have that uh, individual moment so, uh, so easily. <laughs> it's Uhtred, Vipira, and Rogar oh, all wow. standing there. Wow, Vipira let somebody do something easily. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Rogar will climb in like more apprehensive about being forced into somewhere confined than anything else. But he'll climb in behind Randolph. Or float in, I should say. I'm wondering if she needs a driver, honestly. I got one of them, too. <laughs> there is, yeah, there what's, is a driver. What's the Elias okay. doing during this? Is he just following along in his disguise? That's what he does, baby. Sito uh, does kind of like... Like, her eyes kind of follow this uh, man who hasn't spoken yet, who is just, like, in a trench coat and wide-brimmed hat. He just kind of shuffles his way into the, the, uh, the carriage. You guys are under suspicion. <laughs> Yes, all of you. And then she's like, looks closely, especially you. What is the most suspicious looking one of the bunch? And I just picture like Thalias doesn't climb into the carriage. He just kind of continues shuffling and like, yeah, like sliming his the, way the, up. Yeah, the carriage kind of cuts his legs off, but he just kind of like keeps like 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 phases his way into the the carriage. Um, um, before I actually get in, I want to do a quick perception check. Is this a normal carriage? Does it look like a paddy wagon? No, it doesn't look like a... It's not barred windows? No. You, from looking at it, it's just like a... It, it looks like it might belong to the Knights of Ozum, but it's not like for criminals, necessarily. Not for criminals, necessarily. Okay. <laughs> I might have missed it. Did Vipira kind of go into the carriage, or is she like standing next to Uhtred at this point? Uh, uh, Vipira goes in. Okay, so yeah, Utra is the last in, and uh, so well, Sito climbs in after you, as does uh, another guard, and uh, she uh, she turns around, she uh, she says through the the window towards the front to the driver, take us to the war college, and uh, from outside you hear yeah, and uh, you're off. It's a little awkward. You are all like crammed in there, shoulder to shoulder. But uh, to alleviate our uh, anxiety, we're going to uh, cut to a little flashback. The scene begins with a shock of acrid smoke in our nostrils. Soldiers on foot and horseback rush this way and that between contained fires in the streets. As we take in the scene, we can see that these fires are consuming destroyed equipment and slain orcs. We are witnessing the aftermath of some great battle in what appears to be a primordial Roslar's coffer, where the town layout is vaguely recognizable in the wake of the orc siege. A knight walks into our view, and we immediately recognize the long, tow-blonde hair and giant sword of Sito Maldera. Another knight follows her closely as she speaks. This was the bulk of their forces, but I want to know if there are any camps beyond the town that might surprise us later. Yes, ma'am. 
The knight runs off as Sito pulls a rolled up parchment out from a tube on her belt. But as she unrolls it, the parchment splits apart. She curses and examines the tube and discovers a single clean slash through its middle, damage from some narrowly avoided blade. She throws the parchment to the ground. Someone get me a good map of Southwest Last Wall. Sito! She whirls around and sees a knight, but not one dressed for war. His armor and ensigns don't match her platoons. He removes his helmet, and we see the face of Thalias, slightly younger than we've known him. Sito's shoulders drop. <sighs> Shit. She approaches Thalias, whose eyes are red and puffy. His helmet drops from his hand, forgotten. My parents? Sito grimaces. I know. I'm sorry, Thalias. Thalias appears mad with grief. He shakes his head in disbelief, stammering. How? You you were on the front fighting them. How did they get there? Sito's eyes flash with anger for a moment, but she closes them with a centering breath and looks back at Thalias. The orcs sent a massive force to our northern front. We were pinned down for a couple days before we got our balance and sent them back. She gestures to the burning bodies. These must have slipped through to our south. We moved out as quick as we could when we got word of what happened. Quick as you could? Thalias' sorrow begins melting into rage. Everyone's dead! You were not quick enough! Sito's eyes flash again, but she doesn't center herself this time. We were pinned down, Thalias. You think you see a lot of dead humans here? You should see our forward camp. Save your excuses, Sito. My family's blood is on your hands. By now, every soldier in earshot has abandoned their duties to watch this exchange. Sito stares at Thalias with a dangerous emptiness. You are mourning, Thalias, but choose your next words carefully. I think I'd rather put you in the dirt. Let your men see just how unqualified you really are. A grin creeps into Sito's face. A grin that masks equal parts rage and astonishment. She shakes her head slowly. You don't want to do that. Thalias cracks his knuckles. Oh, I do. Or did you forget? I beat you in hand-to-hand at the academy. Sito's grin disappears. What's left is a conflicted face, containing pity, but freshly out of patience. Colored with rage, but with a hint of excitement. With a single movement, she releases a strap on her harness, and her oversized sword, still sheathed, falls to the ground with a crash and plume of dust. Then come get me, Baker! The two knights close in on each other, while Sito's men watch amid the smoldering town. And you guys arrive at the War College. Man, I knew I fucking loved Elias. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, the the carriage has taken you guys to the Crusader War College, which is in the... It's this massive courtyard, basically a tiny town in the center of Vigil, up on this hill called Watcher's Tor. And the courtyard surrounds Castle Overwatch, which is the castle that Lord Althun II resides from so you've got this uh if you're looking at the map you've got this castle in the very center with a uh like a fortifying wall around that and then surrounding that is this jumble of buildings and roads and then another set of walls around that and then beyond that is like the actual city okay so you guys are like inside those two walls okay yeah, like Vigil is built to withstand like multiple sieges with like all of these fortifications and walls and barricades. And it has like on your way into the city, uh, you would have seen like just damage all over the walls 
not that the walls are like falling apart or anything, but like they're they're standing strong and uh, and proper. But uh, there's definitely scars from like siege after siege right. that the, the like city has different color stones where parts have been patched and repaired. Yeah, uh, you 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 do notice that uh, as you make your way up Watcher's Tour that these walls they they have no such battle scars. Is the Crusaders College like like everybody who joins the military goes through? Uh, the specifically the Knights of Ozum. Okay. Uh, and like you can kind of like you don't need to be a Knight of Ozum to have gone uh, through the Crusader War College, but there's five uh, specialized schools within the the War College. You've got the Battle Mage Academy, uh, the Cavalry Academy. Garrison and Siege School, Infantry scout, uh, School, and Scouting School. Uh, you, like the the entire courtyard around uh, Castle Overwatch isn't all Battle Mage Academy, but that's where the uh, the academy like resides. It's it's kind of like how you've got like a like a community college like inside of a town, and like every like every of the town is like ah yes that college over there, but like there's still more of a like a community beyond that. Um, but Uhtred, you would have remembered coming here, uh, in your formative days training, uh, at the Battle Mage Academy. Mm, it doesn't bring up fond memories. His time in the Academy was not, uh, he was, he was not very gifted. Therefore, it was not the most enjoyable experience. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you guys would, uh, so the carriage brings you to, uh, a part of the, the college that you didn't spend much time at Uhtred, uh, the uh, Cavalry Academy, and it would appear that Sito uh, has kind of made a little office for herself uh, in in this building, uh, and that's where the uh, the carriage parks outside of, and she files you all inside. Yeah, again, Rogar's like keeping an eye on the sky and making sure he's got a way out because he's not. Running through Rogar's head is like, I'm not letting them put me underground again. So if worse comes to it, he's looking for the nearest fucking window. Okay. Uh, Vipira was probably singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall the entire time just to piss some people off. So she's continuing as she's walking. All right, so you get into this building and Sito uh, brings you each to, like, there's a bunch of small classrooms uh, kind of right next to each other and she designates one room for each of you. Individual rooms? Yes. Alright. I'm not gonna fight it. I was trying to see if we had like a way of being able to communicate but Nutrit's not worried about that so much because like he knows what we've been saying is true and everyone's gonna have the same story. So he'll, uh, he'll take the first room available. I feel like saying everyone's going to have the same story is very much discounting Randolph. Yeah, that's, oh. a, that's a big discount. That's true. <laughs> well, I guess Uhtred would bank on the fact that Randolph's so crazy, she's going to immediately throw out, well, I can't, I, this guy, I don't, nothing he says I can trust. What was this guy hanging from a rope? His memory sucks. <laughs> all right, so you're each uh, kind of put in your own room. I think we can all kind of see uh, like where, where we're going with this trope. As Sito kind of like goes in each room and like questions you individually. Yeah, she's like, Why did you come to Vigil? What are you doing here? Why are you looking for 
Gildaeus. What were you doing at the Northgate Watch Station? Uh, what were you doing at Bruna's? And just kind of like these, like you know, very poignant questions. And when she questions Uhtred, um, since she's now finally giving us what we actually originally asked for, and she told us to fuck off. He right. spares no detail. Okay. Now that it seems like she's actually investigating. Well, yeah, that's what we originally asked for. Like, yeah, will you sit down and listen to us? And I, so we could be like, here's every single thing that happened and what's going on. <laughs> Even though yeah. she's uh, investigating us, at least she's actually right, opening her fired. eyes that there's something going on. Yeah. yeah. All you, know, you guys I, have to do is burn a building down. <laughs> and, and kill was, a whole guard station. That, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, um, Viper is doing the exact opposite. Uh, she's not only like name dropping; she's oh just naming off every single experience that she's had. Like, oh yeah, I saw this tombstone on the way. Like, oh, this guy. What? Being that's too that's the exact too same detailed. thing, Tom. Not the exact opposites. <laughs> Uter is sparing no detail. Viper is doing the exact opposite, and she is sparing oh. no <laughs> detail. Oh, I thought I thought you said giving no details. Oh no no he's sparing oh, no details. Spar- oh okay never mind no I'm following right through on that yeah <laughs> exactly. Uh, but but to an obnoxious degree it would yeah. appear. Yeah. Um. So I'll stop you right there, Tom, because before uh, Cito, uh comes to you, you have a feeling maybe she's saving you for last, so you can uh, take as many beers off that uh, wall as you possibly <laughs> can. Uh, your door opens, and you're probably expecting to see Cito walk in, but. It's not Sito. You see the masked Perry. <laughs> Fine mess you got yourself in, Viapira. You know, just doing your work. Hmm, funny you should say that. Uh, we did some digging, and it would appear that there could be something very serious going on. I did some research on this Gildaeus, beyond what we just had readily available in our archives, and I found... Some information on a Count Yorma Galdeus. He was an Ustalavic count uh, back from hundreds of years ago, almost uh, almost a, a millennia. The Whispering Tyrant, turns out, uh, hurled him into uh, the negative energy plane, and he came back as a winter white, a very nasty kind of undead. And he apparently has been serving as one of the Whispering Tyrant's top men ever since. He is still known as Gildaeus to this day, but uh, his house name has been all but forgotten. Gildaeus, it seems, doesn't do much direct involvement for the Whispering Tyrant, so he is not himself very well known, but if you're hearing whispers about someone named Gildaeus in this city, well, that is indeed worrying. Viper, do you have uh, knowledge religion? Well, it, uh, if, if you want to, you can give me a knowledge religion check on a winter white. An uh, eleven. Uh, yeah, you've never heard of a winter white. I don't think I could help you out with a winter white, but I do know we have uh, been stringing around a bunch of other whites. I don't think the uh, officers were too happy about us doing that uh, as a public display. So I've heard. Uh, could use a refresher or two, Vipera, with being subtle, but uh, I suppose there's not always time for that. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, you have a new mission. You are to uh, investigate uh, pretty much exactly what you're doing right now, but now you are officially 
sanctioned by the Mass Brotherhood to do so, find more information on this Gildeus and figure out uh, what his machinations are. Find out more about this Gildeus and figure out what the Macintosh apple does. Got it. He opens his mouth uh, about to say something and the door opens again. And you see... That's a perfect uh, Mass Brotherhood directive and (laughs) acceptance. Perfect. And you see Sito Maldera. She opens the door and she sees the two of you standing there. And she looks at the Mass Perry and she seems to recognize him. And she says, what are you doing in here, Pierce? Uh, It's Pierce. Oh, uh, shit. Oh, wait, who? Is that what you just said? Pierce? Yeah. Pierce was... uh... Pierce Jarrell was your main contact with uh, two of the Masked Brotherhood in Skull and Shackles. And maybe some other antics might have happened at the tail end there, but we'll... uh, Needless to say, he seemed to uh, not really get a uh, conclusive end to his story. But here he is, it would seem, in Vigil. (laughs) How very crafty of Paizo to write him into two APs. Wait, what? Is that true? I thought he was... (laughs) I was like, A, that's way too smart for them, and B, I could have sworn that was your creation. <laughs> no, Pierce Drell is actually in the Skull and Shackles AP, and I, I actually like completely changed what his role was. Uh, but yeah, so she says, "What are you doing in here, Pierce?" And uh, the mass Perry uh, turns to Sito, and he says, "Ah, Sito, uh, long time. Uh, I heard that you had a a protege of mine under your custody, and I came to see what all the fuss was about." And Sito, like, narrows her eyes at Vipera. She says, protege? There, there, must, there must be some uh, misunderstanding here. Is, is Vipera under arrest? And Sito says, not under arrest. She's in my custody while I get to the bottom of some suspicious goings-on. I was just about to question her. Uh, and Pierce says, oh, fine, fine. Uh, I'll, I'll just wait outside then. And... Uh, Pierce leaves the room, and it's just Sito and Vipira. And as you said, Tom, Vipira spares no details. Uh, no details. No details. It's tough, because I want to roleplay everyone being interrogated, but I don't want to wind up with just doing four different versions of the same story back-to-back. Yeah, you know what would be cool? If we did like a, you know, like a montage thing where we're all taking turns answering answering Cito's questions, like, like as if like it was in real time, like she'd be talking to one of us and then that person would answer and when she like asks another question, then the next person that answers is like a different character answering it. I'm all about that. Yeah, totally montage. That. I'm glad we're finally doing this, Cito. Because we've been trying to get your ear ever since we arrived here in Vigil. We'll see. Let's start with why you came here in the first place. Well, you see, Umble and Thute sent us. Who are Umble and Thute? They work for Matena. Keisha Keish gave us his blessing, too. I've never heard of any of them, I tell you. It was just me in that jail cell. I had to bust myself out. You broke out of prison. Ah... Uh... 
N never mind that. I barely broke out of anything. You still haven't told me why you came to the city. Yes, I did. But you don't seem to want to listen. The Whispering Way have infiltrated Vigil, and they're planning an attack just like the one in Roslar's coffer. The one that killed everyone in the entire town. It was Valthasar Quietus. He was so annoying, but he liked to talk so much. He basically told us his entire plan before I dealt the killing blow. So then what was his plan? What magic or weapon did he use to kill hundreds of people all at once? Well, he was pretty cagey about that. I think he wasn't as important as he was pretending to be. And hang on, did Vipira really say she killed Valthazar? Because that was definitely me. I believe he referred to himself as a, a field agent. He said something about studying the aftereffects of the attack. We've been able to kind of piece together that the one pulling the strings is a man named Galdeus. And supposedly he's here in the city. We've been trying to track him down. So you don't know how the Whispering Way allegedly killed everyone in Roslar's coffer. I told you I don't know anything! Ever since I had to kill myself, I feel like I might be going crazy! You tried to kill yourself? I had to! He would have done the same to me! They were the corpses we left behind when we died. That's the other thing we've been trying to figure out. What are these magical obols? Who put them in our hearts and why? This woman you spoke to outside Roslar's coffer, what's her name? That's just it. She wouldn't give us her name. Who does that? Her name was Trouble. She may have helped us, but she was still a filthy undead monster. And you traveled to Vigil on her orders, this anonymous undead. No, not at all. The plan was to go warn the Knights of Ozum long before we ever spoke to that woman. And ever since we got here, you and your knights have been just so helpful. Top-notch. Typical civilian. If we stopped everything and launched an investigation for every single doomsayer, the entire nation would come to a halt. But no, everyone thinks their cry for help is the only one in the world. And if I tried to sell every breastplate our smiths made in high hell, my cart would buckle. But I learned to sort through the good and the bad because I'm good at my job. What's your excuse? We're getting away from the issue here. You sent some men to go inspect Northgate Way Station. What did they find? I'll be asking the questions here, not you. Doswin is still missing, and every minute you keep us here could be our last to find her alive. I'm well aware of that, and if and when I determine you aren't yourselves suspect in her disappearance... I will release you, but until that time, I will keep you here and not let her possible captors walk out the front door. Then maybe you can get someone in here who's actually good at listening so we can move this along. I'll tell you what. Let's just drop the whole thing. Massages for everyone. My treat. Bring them all in here. Thelias and I will massage you all. Who? Who? That's right. Who wants massages for me, Randolph? And no one else. So everyone in Roslar's coffer is dead. But you can't tell me how. Doswin was kidnapped, but you don't know by who. I don't suppose you can tell me who started the fire at Bruna's. No, I already told you it was on fire when we arrived. There was a fire elemental inside, but I believe it was summoned by somebody else. It was the old man in the alley. Black feathery coat, 
cloak. He went invisible and ran when we went after him. We might have been able to nab him if you hadn't hauled us away the moment you arrived. I've had just about enough of you. Do you know how many guilty criminals act exactly like this? You think I'm impressed with your impatience? I heard Randolph offering massages, and for the record, I do not want one. Yes, one massage for me, please. Enough! Sudo stomps toward the door. You stay put. I'll be back in a few minutes. So once, uh, once Sudo's done interviewing all of you, uh, you're just kind of left in your rooms to just kind of sweat it out for a little while. I think that went well. So after some time has passed, uh, the, the door opens, uh, to everybody's rooms and like, it's not just Sito by herself here. Like there's like, there's guards stationed here and she's kind of like, kind of mobilized them for her own, her own means. Uh, and so, uh, guards enter your rooms and they say, all right, everybody out. Okay. Are we free to go? She didn't say. That means yes. Well, where would we go? <laughs> where would you like us to go? To stand in the uh, hallway? Uh, yes. You can't be serious, son. Uh, I, I am serious. Sito wants to see all of you now. Okay. Who's Sito? <laughs> uh, I say in your, character. <laughs> your guard, Randolph, looks extremely confused. Sito uh, uh, Maldera? Did, didn't she mm-hmm. see you? I don't think so. Um, but I'll be happy so. to meet her. All right, all right, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you better come meet her. Come on. So where do they take us? Uh, they they take you all to uh, what looks like it's probably like the uh, like maybe like the dining hall. It's like like a pretty big uh, chamber, uh, a lot of uh, like larger tables, and Sito uh, standing there, and she says, "Every everybody have a seat." A free meal uh, would go a long way to repairing this relationship. Richard <laughs> 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 sits. In front of some warm food, I hope. Oh, man. It's going to turn into an eating competition. (laughs) (laughs) It is after after hours. The kitchens are closed. She's lucky I had a big lunch. So Sito has you all in in one room. uh, And she has you all sit down. And she says, all right, look. Maybe we got off on the wrong foot. As far as I can tell, there's nothing pointedly suspicious going on right now. You two... you, You... group have kind of bumbled your way into two isolated events that have needed their own investigations. As far as I can tell, none of you are actually involved in these events. The fact that you think these are isolated events means you haven't been listening. (laughs) Vipira actually starts laughing. The point is you're free to go, and we'll be looking into these events and whether or not they're isolated will be determined by people whose jobs it is to look into that. Randolph stands up, goes to leave. Uh, Uchid's not going to get up. When I notice that no one else is getting up, if no one else is getting up, I slink back in my seat as if I've made a another faux pas. Do you all have something to say? Um, yeah, Uchid's going to look at Sito and stay sitting and he's going to say, so is it fair to assume that, to some degree, you believe there may be truth behind our words? And I'm certainly not foolish to ignore the fact that you are great on many fronts, Sito, and humor me. What? These obols. Just pretend you believe everything we've said is true. What do you think they could be? 
I'll roll diplomacy. I mean, I know I'm terrible at it, but this is like Uchir kind of be like, you're right. We got off on the wrong foot. Like you still are like a very great and powerful person. And like, it would be silly of Uchir to emotionally ignore that fact. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Roll diplomacy. 13. He like put on his best white person voice <laughs> that he possibly could. <laughs> She looks at you for a moment in silence. Looks like she's thinking. And she says, I'll admit I'm not a very learned soldier. I've poured my heart into my martial training and magical prowess. And there have been times where perhaps being a bit more astute might have been beneficial for everyone in the room. But honing my sword and sharpening my magic to the level that I have has saved more lives than I could begin to keep track of. So, it is with little humility that I admit to you that I have no idea what these obols might be. But whatever they are, if I were you, I would be happy to have them. They seem to be what have gotten you this far. And she, uh, she looks at Rogyar, uh, and they appear to have brought out the best in you as far as competency in combat if your stories are to be believed now, I don't know if there's a dagger hidden in their gifts but if there is well perhaps you can come to see why I have had such a tight leash around you all well I hope I'm wrong, but I fear when the time comes, just know you and I will be fighting side by side, not opposed from each other. Uchard will now get up and start to head out of the dining room. Okay. Uh, anybody else have anything to say, or you guys follow Uchard? I'm following yeah, Randolph. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be the last one who stands up and leaves. <laughs> just in case. Look like, yeah, just, just in case. I don't want to look like a fool again. <laughs> Uh, Rogar doesn't even like stand up. He just floats upwards from his seat and starts hovering after Uhtred. Uh Vipira s- continues singing 53 bottles of beer on the wall. 53 bottles of beer. Uh, and Sita's like, oh, thank God. As uh, as Vipira uh, gets up to leave the, the dining hall. And that's when the uh, the doors to the dining hall burst open. And she was like, God damn it. <laughs> and uh, you see a, a small figure uh, standing in the doorway. You see a female gnome uh, with an elaborate blue turban over her, uh, over her head, matching her robe, complete with uh, crescent moons and butterfly designs. Looks like Randolph was, was right to stay seated. Because Uchard ain't leaving <laughs> now. So this uh, this female gnome, she stands in the doorway and she says, Where are they? Is this them? And uh, Sito turns and she looks a little surprised. She says, What are you doing here, Evni? <gasps> and you would all know that uh, you'd recognize that name, uh, particularly Evni Zagnas, the one that uh, one of the people that you've been kind of putting off going to see. And she says, I've been looking everywhere for these people. And you have some nerve, Sito, to just pull them away from that fire like you owned the investigation. 
there are other people who wanted to talk to these these adventurers who who saved young Rolf from that fire. Not that that's why I'm here. And then she like looks to all of you and she holds out a little hand. She says, like, hello, Evni Zognas, Pathfinder Venture Captain. I hold out my hand. She takes a step forward and she shakes it. Randolph uh, slinks back in his seat a little bit. <laughs> Vipira. Vipira Draco. Oh, good to meet you, Vipira. Uh, she turns to Sito and she says, Well, are you, are you finished with them? Is it my turn? And Sito kind of looks a little accosted that like she's like essentially being dismissed. And then she uh, she kind of narrows her eyes and she says, They're all yours, Evni. And she, like with a swish of her cape, uh, exits the dining hall and closes the door. Evni turns back to the rest of you and she says, Wow, you you have just been all over the city, haven't you? Causing all sorts of frustration for the Knights of Ozum, haven't you? Haven't you heard? We haven't caused any of the source of frustration. Oh, you've caused all the frustration, just not the problems. Ah, uh, we forced people to address the problems. That's... Isn't that your jobs? I beg your pardon. I am not with the Knights of Ozum. I am the venture captain of the Pathfinder Society. I would have thought that Randolph would have told you about me. And she finally turns to Randolph, who's probably uh, pretending he's not there. Yes, you're, he did. You're his ex, right? She, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> her, <laughs> like, a pi- like a pitcher... Like a pitcher of Kool-Aid, her face turns red from bottom to top. Uh, (laughs) Got him. (laughs) And she says, no. Uh, Uh, Sense motive. Hold on. Don't you just pile through that. (laughs) Uh, Did I say that she was my girlfriend? (laughs) Randolph can't remember his lies. I I think (laughs) Randolph was like insinuating (laughs) she was an ex-lover of sorts, right? (laughs) Oh, man. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so Uhtred had a 16 on the sense motive. And Rogier with a 21. Her blustering uh, seems very genuine, and she uh, is. She doesn't seem to be uh, lying when she says no. And she turns back to Randolph. She says, Randolph, what did you tell these people? Oh, Evnies. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Um,. You could see him, like, racking his brain trying to come up with a, a good path forward here. Uh, so, we've been looking all over for you, first of all. You're so hard to find. And he takes a big breath in. Everything went tits up at Roslar's coffer. Everyone's dead. And it totally wasn't my fault, but that's the truth, okay? And it wasn't these guys. And it wasn't me either. And it wasn't them. When... when- Randolph, like, first starts jumping into his, you know, classic Randolph runaround. You, you you get the impression that she's accustomed to listening to this kind of bullshit that Randolph <laughs> is always spewing. And she's just kind of like, you know, I'll let him finish, you know, whatever. And she's, like, almost like she's much more comfortable uh, in the whole situation now that Randolph's just kind of rambling. But as soon as he mentions that everybody's dead in Roslar's coffer, uh, like her whole demeanor changes she's like shocked and uh she says well what about the others that were with you 
Oh yeah, they're all dead. They're super dead. Everyone's so dead over there. See, they're super here's dead. the thing. Uh, I also died and went to the dead roads, and but I got brought back by this obald, uh, and I met this great guy there. He's the last. You'll meet him later. Oh, uh, we were trying to solve all this before it got back to you. Uh, that's the sort of point of all this. Ah, oh, you you wa- you wanted a full report for for when you finally got around to me. Yes, that's right. That's right. I wasn't hiding anything, uh, and it wasn't our fault that everyone died. I have to stress that part, because I also died, and there's no way I would have killed myself. You know that. <sighs> I'm sure that you just finished telling Sito, and she, from from her from her attitude and uh, body language, it's clear that she's not a huge fan of Sito. Um, she says, I'm, I'm sure that you just finished telling Sito everything I'm about to ask you to tell me, but would you all mind having a seat and telling me exactly what the hell is going on. Who's arresting me? I'm not... (laughs) Am I being detained? (laughs) I'm not with the authorities, young lady. You, do you, do you, are you aware who the Pathfinder Society is? We, uh, actually no. I was gonna tell them that too. I I, I swear. She says, well, we're quite a far-reaching society throughout the world, and and our mission is basically to explore and retrieve information and relics for the sake of understanding. I send Randolph here to Roslar's coffer to uh, speak with uh, one of the clerics of Ser- of Sarenray about uh, moving some of the holy relics that we've been holding on to back to the the Bastion of Light. Uh, and that's what I was doing. I was doing such a good job. You should have seen me out there. I, right before I died and everyone else died. But whew. Well, if you wouldn't mind, I'm very much interested in exactly what happened because I've been hearing more and more about you and the this new group of adventures that you've brought to Vigil uh, through the Knights of Ozum, who aren't particularly thrilled by your presence. And I'm beginning to grow worried. Uchard will sit down. Please. He's getting really good at telling this story. He's kind of like found his groove. He knows where to hit inflections and throw a little <laughs> joke in here. Um, Rogar will sit down and, and ask if there's any way we can get like a, a pint of ale or some kind of drink. Mm, great question. You know, Vipira might have half a mind to just like write a little pamphlet on the entire thing. Here, you want our story? Take this pamphlet. So you're wondering why we're snooping around. <laughs> Just write the novelization. <laughs> yeah. She, she turns around and she kind of shouts, Any guards still out there? And uh, after a moment, uh, the door opens and you see one of the guards that was just kind of posted here before uh, you got here. He goes, uh, uh, yes, is everything okay? She says, yeah, can we get some refreshments, please? And he's just like, um, I... The, the kitchen's uh she goes yes yes i know the kitchen's closed uh just make it happen and he just kind of like ducks out of the room you're not really sure if uh if he's coming back randolph will lean over to viper she's very persuasive yeah so with that you guys kind of just same same thing that you same spiel that you gave sito uh kind of beginning to end 
Yeah, my, my spiel is going to be a little different. It's going to be a lot more uh, indemnifying Randolph, you know, saying uh, how good I was doing and a lot more memory and good details. No, of course. Uh, and extrapolations of, you know, embellishments of how good I'm doing specifically. And Viper is only going to like pause the story in order to name drop. Like that's going to be her entire thing. Oh, don't forget about Umble and Thute. They sent us. Evgeny's never heard of them. Uh, okay, so you uh, you get to the end of your spiel, and uh, just out of curiosity, real quick, Vipira, you got some extra information from Pierce before Sito came in with your uh, interrogation. Um, do you share with anybody any of that information? Like, oh yeah, even if it's just like, oh, apparently Gildeus is a Winter White. Yeah, Vipir is absolutely into the name dropping business now, so <laughs> that's going to be I'm her sorry. entire thing. Um, Any time that Vipira can, she is going to uh, name drop. All right. So anybody who wants to can give me a knowledge religion on Winter Whites. Uh, that's a twenty. We should got a fifteen. Ooh, twenty-two. None of those rolls were high enough. Wow. To identify a Winter White. Hmm. Rutro. Just, you wait till I, I get to I a library. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll wait. So, all right. So you guys kind of get to the end of your uh, your spiel, and Evni is she? She looks a little like overwhelmed. She takes a minute and uh, she says, "I sent Randolph and his team to Roslar's coffer about a month ago. When he returns, it's with an entirely new team." as well as a spirit clinging to his body. His mission when he departed was a simple affair, but upon his return, he has a new mission, one of dire implications to the safety of our city and beyond. And it all started with a horrible disaster at Roslar's coffer. Is that right so far? More or Randolph, less. <laughs> Randolph's like squinting his eyes and like gritting his teeth. Like, she makes it sound even worse. Like, I thought I put a good spin on this. I am no inquisitor. You all could be bringing this to me with false pretenses and ulterior motives, but assessing such things isn't my specialty. The best way for me to learn more about your story is with this. She pulls a hand out from a fold in her robes, and in her hand is a deck of cards. It's been a while, but you all, uh, Uhtred especially, would recognize them as harrow cards. Oh, whew. I thought it was going to be a weapon. And we'll see you next week. Oh, oh my. On the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Oh, very cool. Ooh, see a good cliffhanger. Hooray. Well, see ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.